Hi, I'm Brandon, and I love <laughs> Hallmark summer movies. Hi, I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark summer movies. And this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Summer edition! Here we are, guys. We're, we're here. It is uh, summertime. Which uh, means, usually for most people, summer movies. For us, typically, this is confusing. We're a Christmas podcast. We are. But people have been saying, guys, you got to get on we the summer We need the more wagon. apps. We need more there, apps. There are these summer movies that have been coming out, um, and so we decided to give one a shot. I have to be honest, too. The reason we've not done more apps is because I legitimately hate these movies. Yeah. I don't like them. And I, so, you do realize, yeah. when we get to Christmas time, and our podcast takes off. Takes off. Rocket ship. Come January, we're going to be faced with the decision. Do we keep reviewing these movies <sighs> on a regular basis, or do we wait until next Christmas? So and I'm telling like, you what's going to happen. What's going to happen? We're going to keep reviewing these movies. I, we would have to have just an overwhelming response from people that listen for me to do this year-round. I love hanging out with you, Brandon. Hey. And I love talking about a good movie or a good bad movie. But at some point, the dam's going to break. Uh-huh. The Dan's going to break. The Dan is going to break. <laughs> now, a couple things real fast. There. Typically, we have a third mic. Mm. Uh, if you're um, missing Dan, the other Dan. The panda, as we panda, call him. Panda, as sometimes. we call him. That's right. Um, he just had a baby. Like, literally. Congratulations to the panda family. Very exciting. They just had a little new, newborn now, a week ago. We know this is what we do know. Maybe you're like, what's going to happen? Is he going to be back? He is going to be back. He's going to be back. We know he's going to at least be back for the Christmas train episode, which comes out next Friday. That's right. We might give him September off. We'll see, depending on how, how it's going. Yeah. Um, but for those of you that are maybe like, what, what's going on? We are currently counting on the top five Hallmark Christmas movies of all time as voted by the fans. Uh, that, that continues next Friday with the Christmas, Christmas train, train. And through September and early October with yeah. the rest of the top three. Um, so he might be back for that. If not, he'll be back come late October when we officially launch this. Perfect. That's so we are. since we've done all that, tell us why we're here and why we're doing Love at Sea. Now, we are doing Love at Sea because uh, Hallmark... Uh, is a channel that goes all year. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. It's not just Can't Christmas. Believe it. um, and so during the summer, they've been putting out movies as a part of the the summer, I don't know, summer at love, I don't know, summer series. Yes. Um, Chris Palaha, who was on the podcast earlier this year. Pearl in Paradise Pearl next in Paradise week. is coming out um, soon. Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe we'll review it. I don't know. But th- this is what we wanted. We just wanted to give it a try. Because you might not know this about me. I don't watch Hallmark. Like I watch just watch Christmas. the Christmas. I just movies. watch Christmas and the rest of the year I'm so like So let's just see if it plays. Let, yes. And not not that in was a Christmas fashion. I was fashion. curious about cuz I've only watched one other Hallmark movie that wasn't Christmas. So this is pretty well, pretty out everybody there. Everybody let me. us know what you think on the That's Instagram, right. the Twitter, all of it. Please so, let us know. So uh here's what we're going to do. I'm going to we're going to we're going to treat it the same. Same way. We have the same segments. Um all the feels will just be feels, feels in, general. in general. Of course. Um and we'll go from there. We'll see how it works. Book it. Let's do it, Brian. Are you ready? Uh today's movie is Love at it originally aired on August 11th, 2018, and it went a little something like this. The movie kicks off with our leading gal, Olivia, setting up a dinner for her boyfriend, Ben. She's convinced that he's going to propose to her at this dinner, even though she's the one setting up the dinner. Ben is a higher up at a hotel chain that Olivia's dad owned before his death. 
Now, Ben is trying to make some changes at the hotel, um, including hiring someone as the event coordinator. The only problem, his girlfriend, Olivia, is the event coordinator. So he's hiring someone to replace her. That doesn't go well. She breaks up with him and starts her own event planning company. One of her first clients in her new company is her best friend, who is apparently a big YouTuber who is doing some sort of YouTube <laughs> cruise. Uh, Liv gets hired to plan her events on this cruise. That's Alexandra. Yes, yes, that's the that's the friend. Now it's at this point that we meet Tony. He's going to be the love interest. He uh, works for the cruise. And One gets, of the yeah, love well, interests. Uh, that's true. Um, he gets promoted to be the cruise director for this YouTube cruise. So it's like, hey, here's a trial run to see how you do. Now Olivia and Tony meet while boarding, and Tony talks about ships, not boats, <laughs> for about five minutes. Turns out. Olivia and Tony are going to have to work with each other a lot mm. because uh, he needs to change a lot of the things that she has planned for the events for this YouTube cruise. Uh, she then bumps into Miles. He's a writer, and they also used to date. Uh, we know this because they were very, very open about their past with each other uh, when they bumped into each other. Now, Olivia finds out that Preston, a famous chef uh, who is supposed to show up for an event on the cruise, doesn't show up. So she's really frantic because everyone's going to be really upset. Um, and so Tony decides to step in and and do something very interesting. But they have a conversation. This is their first heart, first heart to heart, and you really got to get to see the sparks begin to fly. So they hatch this plan. Tony is going to act like Preston, the famous chef, so people don't get angry. Uh, and they do that, and then they have a conversation. It's um, only when somebody's there doing yeah. it. So uh, they, they then have a conversation about taking risk and taking next steps and leaving the past behind. So she does a zip line. It's the shortest zip line ever. It's great. Now, Miles then asks Olivia, the other guy, ask Olivia if she'd be down to go to dinner when they make it back to land. She's like, uh, and then she goes and gets a massage. Tony and Olivia then share a sweet, sweet kiss after they open up to each other about their past. And so um, we're like, oh man, are they going to end up together? What's going to happen? Now here's the thing. Miles then gives one last pitch about, about why Olivia and him should end up together. She's like, nah, but Tony overhears like 30% of that conversation and assumes that she's like, yeah, and so she's, uh, he's really upset about it. So as the, the end of the cruise, um, Tony's having this, this difficult time, and he talks to Olivia and is like, you're just another guest to me. And she responds with many sailing metaphors. Um, as the cruise is ending, Tony is given a flash drive from the photographer with a slideshow of pictures of Tony and Olivia on the cruise. And he's like, I love her. So he then offers her a job as the group coordinator on the ship. She accepts. They kiss. Miles is nowhere to be found. And that, my friends, is love, love at sea. sea. Wow. Boy, we did it. Mm. What a movie. What a time had by all. Uh, Dan, it's time. It's time for the hot it's take. It's time for the hot take. Um... Dan, you can go first. You know what? This movie's terrible. Okay. Uh, it's re- it's really not good. I, I will say this. Before I get to why it's so bad, I do respect that in 2018, we have a strong female lead who's sure. doing it on her own, her starting own. her own business. That's right. Don't need no man for nothing. Love it. And I legitimately did like the fact that this was not just a damsel in distress situation. I did like that. Second of all, they clearly have spent more money on this movie than the Christmas movies. Right. They are on a legitimate cruise boat. Yes. For the whole movie, aside from some green screens. Yes. That they're in the background. 
the budget was bigger. And then lastly, the temperature and the season is indicative of what it's supposed to be when the movie takes place. So we don't have any like Christmas in Portland and it's all green outside. So those three things, it really did have going for it. After that, it just took a straight face plant for me. Um, And a lot of that starts and ends with the two leads. Um, Okay. They are married in real life. Yes, this is uh, Alexa and Carlos Carlos Pena Pena Vega. Vega. That's right. Now, they combined the last names. Before they were married, it was Alexa Vega and Carlos Pena. Mm -hmm. And when they got married, they did the whole, let's combine them, Pena Vega. Pena Vega. And Alex Vega from Spy Kids fame. Yes. Yeah, the Spy Kids films. That's right. And so for the two of them to be married in real life, there's just not a lot of... Of chemistry, okay. It's, it's almost like they don't want to look like they're too close because they've just met, and so they retreat in the opposite direction. Mm. And it is just, it's pretty stale. And also, if you close your eyes, Carlos Pena sounds like Fred Savage, and I dare he anyone, does. he sounds he looks like, like Fred bit. Savage. Yeah, and that's a weird feeling. The guy from the Wonder Years, just close your eyes and do it, and. There's a lot of wait what's and a lot of come on, come on, wait a minute, what, what yeah. happened? But really, it boils down to the fact that it's just kind of lazy. Like, a cruise director is not the guy that participates in all the activities. <laughs> like, he, he isn't. He's yeah, not sure. the guy that does yoga and then goes and does singing and does. Leads the trivia. That's right. He's, that's not what a cruise director does. He, he would what never does a cruise director do? Dan? Directs the cruise, okay. makes sure people don't, don't die. Like, okay. he's in charge of everything. Okay. So it was not good, Brand. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. What about you? So this is a big moment for me because I watch homework at Christmas time. It's always well, on you in texted my house. me. You, te- you, you, you texted me that you were actually going to watch a Hallmark movie that wasn't yeah. Christmas. Yeah, and so I uh, turned it on, and I didn't know what to expect because of how I normally feel during these movies. They give me that Christmas feeling that I mm. love and that I want and that I need in October. And you need it in July. I didn't, Don't yeah. even. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do or feel. As I was watching it, um, it's just, it was just uh, – there was so much silliness. <laughs> That's the only way I can say it. There was so much silliness. It's pretty goofy. That I just couldn't get past. In saying that, I still had fun. My wife hated it. Uh, <laughs> she asked me during this movie, do you think reviewing these movies, watching them and reviewing them with scrutiny – because I'm taking notes the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is that going to uh, kind of take away from the, the wonder and joy of homework for me? It's not. I don't think so. I hope it doesn't for I you. I love it. It was fun. Uh, it was a fun summer movie. It was I've, a fun summer movie. I used to be a – actual movie reviewer in real life. And I know that people don't believe me that are listening to this podcast. I used to be an actual film critic and I've never was a big note taker, but I would only take on one movie at a time early on in this podcast. I didn't take notes, but now I am becoming a note taker because there's so many movies and they all run together. Yeah. So it's becoming necessary, but I don't think it's going to ruin it for me any more than it already. Sure. Sure. You know, sure. Watching it. No, already I, uh, yeah. So my, my hun- wife bailed on this one, by the way, it was just me. 11 o'clock at night watching the old love at sea. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, in short, my hot take is very silly movie. Uh, I don't feel like it took itself too seriously. I feel like they had fun. I kind of agree with you on the chemistry side of it. It, it did seem a little bit weird. I could tell a couple of times that they, they, they really did seem to be in love and enjoying themselves while I've been filming this movie. Nonetheless, I liked it. I had fun. Thank you for it. Thank, you, thank you, Hallmark, <laughs> thank for you, Hallmark, it. for it. Wow. Uh, so that brings us to all the feels. Typically, this is when we talk about what gave us those Christmas feels. This time, it's just the feels in general. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. Ooh, yeah. Please, more. 
Some, okay. of those, some of those type of feelings. Some of those type of feelings. Now I feel like no you're one's going to ask for this all I, year long. By the way, yeah, I think they are. Okay. Now uh, I have a feeling you're going to say nut. Um, if feels can include any include any emotion, <laughs> nope. It's just the feeling of love, the heartwarming feeling yes. of a of you know sweetness, chemistry, romance, sweetness, good nature. Yeah, I got nothing. There's there's nothing that I could possibly... The things that they try are done so half-heartedly. Like, in the Wait What section, we're going to go to get to Tony as a lounge singer, but, like, there could be a moment there where it could be a really romantic moment, but they don't do any of the legwork at all. Yeah, I... No, I want to kind of go against you there. So okay. there is a scene where Tony sings, like, so the, the yeah. singer typically at dinner... Uh, no, this she, a, it's she's a famous sick. singer. She's sick. She can't... She has laryngitis. Yeah. So, so Tony, Carlos Pena, uh, Vega. Pena Vega, Pena Vega. Uh, steps <laughs> up and says, I'm going to sing. What you don't know is that he was a part of a Nickelodeon show called Big Time Rush. I, sh- I did not know that for sure. Which was a, a show about a band called mm-hmm. Big Time Rush. Now, so he is a, a singer. That's what he kind of was known for. Gotcha. That's so that's his real voice is what you're saying? Yes, that is his real voice. Now, um, I, I, that scene... Again, it almost seemed like it was like they put the music in afterwards. I don't know. It was very weird. But all that to say, her her face and her emotions, I felt like she was almost genuinely surprised it was happening. Like, it seemed as if maybe they didn't tell her. I don't know. I, I, but look, she did seem like, I felt like there was a genuine blush. Like Alex she was, Vega does a good job performing in that scene. Yeah. I will give you that. So I, I got that feeling of, oh, like she's really feeling something here. This, mm-hmm. this, she's really beginning to like this guy and that feeling of, oh, he really went out of his way to do this for me. I like that. I like the scene. I wasn't crazy about the performance or what the, <laughs> what they did with that, <laughs> but uh, the, the, the scene as a whole. And I think there were a few of those moments where you genuinely did feel like, oh, they they do love each other. There are so many moments in this movie that lend itself to our last two segments, but most of those moments are personified in characters. There are so many characters that deserve their own wait what and what the hallmark. But in this scene, like, how in real life does this ever... I know that it's a hallmark movie. How does this ever go nearly as well as it does in the movie? The singer's missing, and so the cruise director sings one minute of a song and, and then, then tells everybody to dance. dance. At dinner, it was supposed to be a dinner show. At dinner time, yeah. That is that people would be asking for their money back. That's what would be happening. It would be like time the cruise director came down and crooned for sixty seconds. But also, everyone kind of knew what to do. Yeah, that's right. But there was still a little bit of uncertainty, which I appreciate. It was a definite weird moment for sure. Let's get to the wait. What? Because I do have more for this movie than I have. I think because Panda is gone, we we're going to do a few extra. Okay. Yeah. That's so uh, you just want to take let's turns. Let's go back and forth. Let's yeah. Go back and forth. So here's my first one. Uh, Tony uh, shares that he's kind of skeptical about love. He doesn't want to fall in love with another girl on a boat because <laughs> there was a situation called the Tony and Eve situation. Yep. I feel about the Tony and Eve situation similar to, to how the Tom I felt Kinder fiasco. About the Tom Kinder fiasco. Yeah. Tony kind of explains it, and I will give my best explanation as to what happened, and then you can tell me if you picked up the okay. same thing. Tony met a girl named Eve. Eve was a performer on this ship, okay? Yeah. He worked on. They kind of, they've, they fell in love with each other, maybe, and Tony was maybe offered a job to continue to be on this ship. Mm. 
uh. And then she <laughs> she said, no, don't take the job. Don't stay on the ship. And so he left. Yeah, I, I that was the way I understood it. And I, I don't think I cared as much as you did, but I was confused because it did not make sense to me. I just... That's a different situation yeah. than this. And he, the way that he initially said it, it made it sound like it was the same thing. He falls in love with a girl who's on the ship, and he like invites her to stay, and she leaves anyways. But then we get another conversation with her, with him and his best friend, the bartender, who I loved. The bartender was great in this movie. Oh, but we got to get to him for great. sure. Yeah, I loved him. I, I but, just... to, but Tony like kind of explains more, and it's not even the same situation. He He is going to take a position on a ship and she says, don't take the position. That's a different situation than this than altogether. Altogether. And, and that does, this is tangential to that, but early in the movie, they make it clear that he, they don't, they're not sure he's ready to be cruise director. Yeah. And that's a really weird conflict to me, especially if the cruise director just basically d- plays games all, t- all the time. <laughs> I think that that doesn't well, make a lot of sense. that's not your typical cruise director, Dan. Yeah. He's not your typical cruise director. He goes above and beyond goes above to make and the beyond people happy. The, the, the guests were expecting a, a concert, a dinner cruise. He, they got a minute of singing from Tony. Yeah. Now, speaking of which with Tony, I almost had to look away when he was acting most of the movie. And here's why. <laughs> he moves his head whenever he talks. Okay. And not in a normal way. Like it is like he is like. In, it reminds me of this character that was on Mad TV. This uh, the UPS character who like had ADD. Sure. Like Tony is always like moving his head when he's saying stuff, uh-huh. and it was driving me b- <laughs> bonkers. Like go back and watch this movie. He never says anything. Just calm and steady. He's always like jerking down. Because he's not rigid, Dan. He's not rigid. He's out of the box. So he has to convulse when he speaks. (laughs) I guess he was was, great. It was really he was a charming man, and it was really, really unfortunate that that happened. However, my first way what is definitely Alexandra's baby. Now here's why Alexandra. Really quick is the YouTuber. This (laughs) is uh, this is Liv's best friend. She's almost like a Oprah, Martha Stewart, Rachel Ray. Kind of combo, yes. Like cooking, you know how to, you know, do all these things, and like she's very famous, and she's doing this cruise. This is uh, it's three workouts a day, five days a week for seven minutes. <laughs> That's right. Anyone can do that. Now, my question is, that actually turns out to be fifteen minutes, which is fine. Just do the 15 minutes. Like, why has it got to be three separate parts of the day? It has to be spaced, Bran. It has to be spaced or it doesn't work. That's Alexandra. Yeah. So she, in the first scene of this movie, which takes place a year before the cruise, uh, she is pregnant. Really? Believe it or not. You didn't know that? No. What do you mean you didn't know it? She's pregnant, Brandon. Like, in the first scene of the movie, she's pregnant. Okay. And the the boyfriend. That is true. She thinks the boyfriend's going to dump her. The, this is Olivia's character. Thinks the boyfriend's going to uh, pr- propose, and instead yep. she dumps him. Yep. And then Alexandra is with child, okay. and she talks I about how that she's going to she's going to like have the child any day now. Right? I did have, uh, yeah, okay, so that helps. Thanks. They they skip to a year later, and she is with her child, and that child is a monster. <laughs> yeah, the monster. <laughs> if that He's is cute, if that is a one year old baby, because they say a year later. So the max that the they ba- said a year later. They say one year later on the screen. Get out of town. So if that baby is only one year old, he's going to be nine feet tall. He is. He is monstrous. There are no one year olds. I have twin two year olds. There are no one year olds. 
that are as hefty as that kid is. You know who that kid reminded me of? I just <laughs> saw, I watched just watched Meg last night. Yeah, you did. Meg, that kid reminds me of the big the big boy on Meg, the the fat kid on the beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one gets that unless they've seen him, but they're very similar. Yeah, and nature. and we those two those two movies love it seeing the Meg are going to be viewed by a lot of the same people. <laughs> That's I feel true. Like. But my first one is if you're going to skip a year, at least like this kid is not a year old. He's not even close. He's probably closer to three. Is that baby, perchance, I, I don't know this, but is that baby Alexa and Carlos's baby in real life? I have no idea. Did they ha- do they have a kid? I don't know, but I felt like that would well, have been like, like a like he was like, like nothing like either one of them, okay. so I don't think that was the case. Okay, well, whatever. Um, What's your next way what? My next way what is, and I, I feel like I know the answer to this, and I think it has something to do with, like, they genuinely were on a Carnival cruise ship, and they had to work around the schedule. But there are just not people on this ship. There are not. It is and the they not, are, like, if cru- all cruises were like that, sign me up. And they are, they are always at dock. They're always <laughs> docked. They're never in no, the ocean. No, no, no. Uh, it took Ocean's me a, a green screen. It took me a long time to realize, oh, the cruise has already started. Because they go straight from the line to things are happening, they're changing things. I thought this was still pre-people getting on like, and the I ship. Would say, I thought she was there early. Speaking of the line, there is a really weird scene where Olivia meets Tony for the first time, and they meet while on line to board the ship. Now, they have this talk, they flirt a little bit, and then Tony reveals that he's the cruise director, which, you know, whatever, what a meet-cute. Why is the cruise director in line to board the ship? It's the same. The pilots still have to go through security. But they don't go through the same line that we do. I right? know, but maybe they do in cruises. Mm, he was waiting on his buddy, the bartender. That's right. His Oof. buddy, the bartender. Let me tell you. And also in that conversation, they talk about spelunking, and neither one of them knows what it is. And I know that it's a weird word, but it's about caves, guys. It's okay. not difficult. I have, um, I have one more. Okay. I have two more. All right. So there is this lady on the ship who is uh, Tony's boss. Her Paula. name's Paula. I now Tony's the cruise, <laughs> cruise director. director. Paula is over uh, Tony, right? That's, uh, now is Paula only got, there one time? What is Paula's role on the ship? Is she? Is there always someone over a cruise director on a cruise? Who's Paul? That's my. That was actually one of my what the hallmarks. Okay, and this is why we don't talk about this ahead of time. Uh, I want to know all about Paula because how do you get to a point where basically your entire occupation is to be kind of in charge of the boss, but also just to show up and say what the word from corporate is. Right. <laughs> and she always just got out of a conference call she, with corporate. She just got I off just the phone. I just heard from corporate. I just heard from corporate. And like, why is corporate getting the minutes of this cruise? Like, is this the, the, the ride or die cruise of all time? Uh-huh. Like, there's no, like, things are going well. End stop. Like, that's not the, you don't need anything I, else. I agree. No. Now, that leads me to my final one. Which is at the towards the end of the movie, uh, Paul has a conversation with Tony when Tony messes something up, kind of. Yeah. And, and she's like, I don't think you're ready for this. I'm not going to put your name in with corporate. I'm just about to go talk to corporate and I'm going to tell them not to let you be a full time cruise director. Then, uh, uh, what's her name? Olivia uh, is reading some customer service cards about how great of a cruise director Tony is. 
Maybe I just missed it. I don't know where she got these cards. I don't either. I, have I don't know no where idea. she got the cards. I don't know why she had nope. them, but she takes these cards and gives them to Paula, Paula and says, clean, you should read clears these. up everything. You should read these cards. Yeah, it, it was like know. very convenient. Why did why did Olivia, who's just a passenger on this cruise, a cruiser, if you will, why did she have these customer service cards? The only thing I could think of was maybe they gave it to her, like maybe the people who were there on the YouTube cruise who were there for Alexandra's bits wrote down customer Maybe service things. Like they and because the- Tony literally only hung out with Alexandra's group, <laughs> her YouTube group, Maybe they were like, oh, this guy's really great. He's always in the thing. He is doing, I he's I was doing just, yoga. He's singing. I was just slightly baffled by how she got those cards. I have one, I'm 100% with you. Seemed too convenient even for a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I do have one, I have one more wait what, and it is the cooking scene. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Alexandra is supposed to uh, have this cooking competition with this famous Preston. Gordon Ramsay, yeah, Preston-like yeah, judge. Angry. And he's British. It actually is in a, like, I've always wondered why Americans don't do British accents. I know why now. <laughs> um, hit, Preston's was very bad. Uh, so they get in there, and Tony, who is, you know, got nothing to do as the cruise director, clearly, <laughs> he goes, uh, Preston can't make it. He goes, uh, well, I'll, I'll be Preston. And, you know, that's kind of him. But if Preston is a famous chef. Yeah. Everyone's gonna know. It was very loosey goosey on whether or not the crowd was in on the joke. But even if they're in on the joke, they're they still, say, that doesn't fix the issue. It doesn't fix the fact that he's not the guy, the celebrity. Right. And then two, he says, or Alexander says, well, maybe this will go viral. Right. And I'm like, why would it go viral? Because he's not he's not famous at all. Like I don't know why a video with not like if you if you just said I'm gonna be Michael Jordan. <laughs> And you're like, we did a video. But I recreate Space Jam. We did a video, and you were Michael Jordan. Why would a video? Why would that go viral? You're not Michael Jordan. Because I'm an awesome Michael Jordan. You're a terrible He's an awesome Michael Preston. Jordan. Yeah. I, I think the only the only way it works is if the crowd's in on it. But the whole reason why he was doing it is so that the crowd wouldn't get angry about the fact that Preston didn't show exactly. up. Exactly. So it's almost like they, in order for them not to have been angry, they couldn't have been in on it. But if they weren't in on it, they clearly would have known. That I, it's, it's circular, and it's not helpful. And the problem is, is if that's not bad enough, Olivia is there with a southern accent. Like, I don't, I don't know why. Like, I think they say you have to sound like a, like a judge or a chef, and right. she's, she's portraying a third chef. What what show? No, she's just somebody from the audience who's in a white. She's in the white chef. Yeah, they get it to her. Okay, that's the whole show. Yeah, is they get somebody from but, the crowd to see if they can and, beat. Yeah, I get it. But like, if she's anonymous, why does she have to do an accent? Like, what what's the point of that? Because she wanted to kind of be some. She wanted to be yeah. a character. There's a lot wrong with this movie, but that scene is encapsulates <laughs> it, very, it. it. It was very bad. It's, it's the worst scene. It was a rough. It's scene. It's real bad. I loved it though. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I loved it a lot. Of it course, was very you did. fun. Uh, um, that brings us to what the homework. This is a uh, the last segment of the show where we just kind of say after the credits rolled, we are and that I mean it's only an hour and twenty twenty four mm-hmm. minutes, so surely we have some questions about what happened, uh, how the movie ended, what happened afterwards, uh, and so this is the moment, Dan, for us to really air some questions that we had. So, Dan, okay, I've got a couple. What uh, the, the first one actually is tangential to that cooking scene, which okay. is this. Um, I want to know who Preston is. I don't know if I want to see this guy act as Preston anymore, but I definitely want to know how Preston got famous. 
I want to know why he couldn't make the cruise. I, I have a lot of questions yeah. about Preston because you just see these two clips of him, right. and it's enough to be like, boy, that thing's bad enough that it should be in this movie more. And and, and we just don't get it. And I'd right. love to hear more about Preston. That's one of my big ones. Okay. My, my biggest one is about Miles. Oh, so, that would be my next one. So Miles, the other love interest, makes two to three pitches about why him and, and this is the solid moment. pitches. This is the moment. Yes. Now, the, the thing that I actually really appreciated about this movie is that Miles is the anti-Tony. He Here's is. what I mean. Now, Tony is very much, don't be rigid. Tony is very much moving his head. Tony is very much, let's leave the past behind. Let's go forward. He is very anti-stability. And Miles is very much, it doesn't make sense for you to leave everything that you have and start something new. It doesn't make sense, like financial stability. He wants to be, he, he doesn't really love being a writer, but it provides for him uh, financially, and so he does it. And so it's, it's this, this great, in my opinion, uh, love triangle between uh, who kind of Alexa, nope, Olivia, uh, Olivia, was. Olivia was and who she could be if she ends up with Tony. Mm. But, so, but Miles gives us one last pitch, and sh- she doesn't seem to say no. <laughs> she doesn't say no. Well, I think there's a lot of weird about her reaction to Miles' all movie. And I think it's supposed to be like tepid, he's nice. But the problem is you have every other female on the ship that talks about Miles, talking about him like he's, you know, people's sexiest man of the year. <laughs> like they are all like, well, then there's Miles and, you know, he's, you know, he's Miles. I right. mean, could you, how could you not? And her reaction, I think the the correct portrayal is that's someone I used to, you know, would have gone for. He makes a lot of solid points, but there's no chemistry there. Aside from, Dan, the very first interaction, they're in Tony's office. Oh, and they run into each other. They run into each other, and they air out their entire history. It's a classic meet-cute. It's the entire history. Oh, we we, we went to dinner one time, but then he left, and then I met someone else, and our timing just never worked out. It just didn't work out. And then she's like, well, my judgment about that guy was wrong anyways. (laughs) And they just air this out all in front of the cruise director, (laughs) who's also the counselor and therapist, apparently, (laughs) on board. Which seems to imply that she's not opposed to the idea of actually maybe this is the time. Yeah, no, I and get then it. They I, have to portray it as a chance that he's got a, he's got a shot. But they didn't portray it as a chance for long enough. Not even close. Because immediately the next scene, it's almost like, oh, yeah, I'm not really into yeah, you anymore. Miles, though. Miles. Am I right? Who would? Every other woman on the ship, that's well, who. Well, he is a hunk. And he's he, a hunk. He's a hunk. Now, he's no, he's no, he's no, he's no Peña Vega. He's no Peña Vega. Yeah, and his head is way too still when he talks. Right. Now, you said you had questions about the, the bartender. I do. Is you said is that a what the hallmark? It sure. It, well, it's our last segment, Brian, so it may as well be. Okay. Um, at first, I thought he was going to be the villain. Like the first time you meet him, he is vi- like he is sarcastic. I think it's supposed to be sarcastic to Tony to the point of where it's just like he just it looks like he's just going to be this weird bartender villain right. guy. Right. And then he he tends to show up in weird <laughs> times throughout the film that don't make sense with his job title or his relationship to Tony. Like, it's just kind of these weird, like, he's not around in the important moments, you know, where Tony's singing or doing, you know, others. But then other times, you're like, oh, this guy, he's still, he's still on board and not making drinks. You want to, 
Do you want to meet for the putt putt later? That's right. Yeah, you want to meet for putt putt later. <laughs> you got to, you got time in your cruise director That's job right. to go putt putt. Well, he's got to try the putt putt course, Brandon. I mean, <laughs> he's not gonna. He's what kind of cruise director wouldn't? That's true. Get on the links and I see what it's like. Him. I thought he was great. <laughs> you thought he was a real. Treat. I thought he was hilarious. Yep. Like that. I mean, he clearly didn't know what he was supposed to be in this movie, and he owned it. <laughs> he did. He said, "Listen, he did. I'm going to give this my all. I'm going to just be <laughs> wacky as I'll get out." There is I will a say scene, I enjoyed his performance more than anyone else's. There is a scene, Dan, where they're watching robots make the drinks. They are no. I, I actually that was a wait. What we didn't get to, and it just says in my notes, the drink dispenser. WTF? That's all it says. My my question was, they make a joke about how oh you're not needed anymore. Like, where'd they come from? Where, Why are they on the ship? Where Are they not permanent fixtures on the ship? What, what, yes. what are they dishing out? I don't know. But Dish, I, I, dishing I, out some good good. Yeah, it must be some good good, you said. Maybe that's why he was around randomly. I guess. he didn't have to work as much. But that circles around to my, like, how in any conceivable way is this A, like a cruise, or B, did it go well? Like, all these things that go well in this movie go really poorly on a cruise. Uh-huh. Like, a robot drink maker. Yeah. Would, would not go well, right? The cruise director having to sing. Not go, You don't want to see your cruise director do yoga. I've not met many cruise directors. You don't want to see him doing yoga. Most cruise directors aren't Carlos Pena Vega. That's right. Or he's got Why time to I get like, Irish when I say it? Pena it's, Vega. It's like what happens is it sounds Hispanic and Italian. <laughs> and, and those two... Uh, those they two are cl- Irish. Those two clash. When you mix it... When and you mix, you're luck of the Irish if, if over you, there. <laughs> If you if you are a Hispanic person and you marry an Italian person, your baby will be Irish. <laughs> yeah, and that's why that baby looked the way it did in Luckily the movie. Irish. Yeah, because eating, eating the lucky charm. Some of it, some of it, that Latin cancels each other out, and you just end up with right. with Irish. I get that completely. Okay. Now but, I'm glad we figured that out. But it can see. It, there's no conceivable way that this goes well. And what like the whole zipline scene is really weird. I, that's not a what the hallmark, but. When is he on the clock? I guess is what I want to know. Like, when is Tony working? Because a lot of time it just feels like he's spent wooing. Now, my wife, when she saw that scene, said, "Oh, they used a they used a stunt double." I don't think they did. I don't I think it's just they, a really short. It's a zipline that is very short zipline. But she says that when she actually is on the zipline, you do not see her face. Well, what's crazy is is that. They talk about how this is a big moment for her, like, conquering her fear. Right. It's like a 20-foot <laughs> zip line across the mall. It is from here to my fridge. It, it is like, nothing. Oh. And you guys can't tell, but that's... That's not it's, I mean, it isn't. I mean, this it's is nothing. a box. And we're in a studio, but... We're in a, yeah. Just, the fridge and the studio. That's right. Standing out. Standing out. Um, I think that's it. That's Love at Sea. We did it. Man. Man, that was fun. Hey, could you do us a favor... Rate and review us on iTunes. Please. Love, like, comment on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Love, like, despise. And at the end of the day, can you tell us if this was beneficial to you at all, or should we just stick to Christmas movies and not watch any more non-Christmas movies? Just let us know. Give us a a heads up, please. don't do that. Only do it if it's positive, because Dan's going to make fake accounts. He's going to be like, that was worthless. Don't do it again. I I think, now... I'm going to undermine myself. I think you think I have more time on my hands than I do. Clearly, I have enough to watch all these movies, but 
I can't do the We're fake not even, We haven't even gotten started yet. Boy, we haven't really October's going to be here movies. before we know it. Can you believe it? Here's but the plan. Fr- this is Friday. We've this released Friday. it. Next Friday, you get to hear about the Christmas, Christmas train. train. And then after that, we've got a few more coming out. We've got, we've got uh, the Christmas crown. Crown, crown for, for Christmas. Christmas. We've got most wonderful time of the year. And Christmas card. And the Christmas card. Which people love. Which I'm terrified of. I am too. Because we've gotten a little bit of pushback talking about these beloved, beloved, beloved movies. Beloved movies. A. B. It's about the troops. What and you, I think that's a little bit dangerous. And then C, I just think there's no way that it goes right because everyone loves this movie. Stay tuned. I Bye, guess. everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. 